What's up, poor fam? You know what time it is. Let's, Let's get, get into, into this. Brown goof. All right, what's up, poor <laughs> fam? What's just up, just so you know, JT's dumbass didn't hit the record button. We so, it. hey. We but hey, we fixed it. We it's, fixed been a, it. it's been a couple weeks, guys. Yeah, it has been. It has been. Oh, you know, got you some know. new stuff going on. We've only been doing this five years. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Not really. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, uh, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy couple months, you know, Halloween and Thanksgiving and. You know, Ryan's just busy as hell because he likes to deliver package. I deliver my package all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's been kind of hard for us to get together. Yes, you but know. we're here and uh, we're ready to rock and roll. And not only are we here and ready to rock and roll, but we got an awesome guest tonight, too. Yeah. So we're pretty excited. Yeah, it's going to be a cool show. Uh, we've got uh, Mr. James Dean here, uh, who is a director. And I'm going to say this. He hails from my hometown of St. Louis. Uh, So we're going to get him in here. We're going to talk to him a little bit and let him show us up. Yes. Uh, Let's bring him in. uh, Yeah, let's get him in here. Without further ado. Without further. Further. Further? Raja. All right. What's up, James? How are you, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. How's it going, guys? Good, good, good. Oh, you know, tired. (laughs) I'm very tired. (laughs) You know, as you can tell, we brain farted the intro, but hey. Whatever. I, what I, did, I did an interview a couple years ago where the uh, the guy, we did 15 minutes, and then he's like, oh, oh, I, I forgot to hit record. And then, we, <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, okay, well, we'll do it again. It's 15 minutes. It's not that bad. And I spent five minutes. He's like, I'm having some, I'm having some technical difficulties. Oh, no. So we had to start over again. And I told, you know, like if, if there was no more starting over. Third time, it's either happening or it's not. We'll, right. We'll just, yeah. <laughs> hey, third time's a charm, man. Right. <laughs> you know? We uh we actually did that one time. We had a good good friend of ours, and luckily he's a super nice guy. We've done many shows with him, but uh, he come in and we did like an hour and a half show with this guy. <laughs> and whenever I hit end, you know that was when we were on Zoom, and I hit end, and then it never uploaded. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. And then I realized, oh crap, I never hit the record button. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he was cool about it. We had him back on in a couple of weeks, and. Yeah, yeah. just problem, had a completely different show. The problem so. is, though, is you missed that great conversation because we wind yeah. up getting into some oh, great yeah. conversations. Yeah, <laughs> we do. We do. We get into some silly shit. Some crazy well, conversations. It, it says in the top left hand corner for me, it's recording. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna hold on to that. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Cross your fingers, buddy. Five years of doing it, we were finally figured make, it out. Make sure this, uh, make sure this gets out. So, uh, <laughs> so hey, James, uh, why don't you tell us about yourself? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm a filmmaker. I have a couple movies now that are out, and I'm from St. Louis. And you know, I've, I'm a lifelong fan of movies. You know, um, and that of all kinds. You know, I love horror films. I love exploitation films. I love you know, it, I love serious. I love dramas. I'll watch. You know, I'll fucking go watch a Disney film. It's, it doesn't matter. I love all all kinds of movies. Um, and yeah, I think I got to a point in my life where I wanted to start creating you know making films and um yeah i mean i waited till i was it was quite a bit older you know i was like 35 before i ever touched a camera so wow yeah yeah so uh you know i always wanted to but i always also felt like there was a reason why not to which is 
you know, it's kind of silly, uh, especially now because technology's got to a point where we all have tools that we can use to, right. you know, you know, and even if you're not making a feature film, you could make a short film, you know, uh, skits. I mean, you, Instagram, all these, te- all these uh, social medias now, you can make skits and just upload a new skit every day. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but you have phones that are like almost better than freaking some of the freaking filming equipment you'd buy. It's yeah, it's, but this, you can get do a lot on a phone. You really can. Um, they're not as forgiving when it comes to color grading, and you know you have to have your lighting really dialed in if you want to make it look like a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there's there's a there was a guy I don't remember his name. I think it was the director of Nightmare on Elm Street Four. He recreated one of the scenes uh, from 20-something years ago, and he used a phone to recreate it, and they were promoting the phone with it. This was like three or four years ago. Wow. You know? I think I, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, it's, it's definitely possible. And there's been entire feature films that have been put out that were shot just on phones, even 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's possible oh, yeah, for sure. Hell, I watched a, watched a movie not too long ago that the entire movie was shot on a Ring doorbell camera. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's nuts. Now, you know, there's a reason why there are cameras that cost sixty, eighty thousand dollars, and lens that cost you know one hundred fifty thousand right. for three of them. You know, yeah, th- there yeah. is benefit to that. Th- it's not like those are just out there and filmmakers are using those for no reason at all. There are Correct. benefits. It's just that you know, if you're looking for a way to be creative and put out you know content, or just like start to create or like bring about your own craft of storytelling there's no excuse anymore, you know, other than maybe being afraid of putting yourself out there, you know? Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm with it. Like for, see, like, that's like with me where we've been doing this podcast for about five years now. And, you know, we, there's other stuff we want to do with the podcast. So we, you know, we got a website we're getting ready to be trying to build and stuff like that. And we, but like, I, I, we were wanting to do some of the, like the investigations, you know, paranormal stuff, um, things like that, uh, little interviews with people who have had stuff happen and, yeah. and like, we're doing interviews with you, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, li- we'll leave the movie making up to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain things we want to do and certain things I want to do personally, you know, um, that, like you said, it's kind of like, uh, the stuff is available. You just got to put yourself out there and do it. Yeah. Yeah, and, for sure. And also not be afraid and really just kind of expect that it's going to be bad the first time you try anything. And if it's right. not, then you're in one of those very small percentages of human beings that just have as an immense amount of talent in this one whatever specific thing it is. See, I've been telling my wife for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about the first time I had sex. <laughs> Well, there you go. I mean, you could so, bring a camera, you you could bring a I, camera I wasn't to that very too. good at it. And now I've had sex 10,000 times and I'm still not good at it. So, yeah. well, I mean, that's a whole, I, I think there is a saying, if you spend 10,000 hours at anything, you'll become a master at it. 10,000 you know? hours. Braggard. That's, yeah. that's Jesus. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's, I just, I don't know. I'm just telling you what I've heard. <laughs> oh, man. oh, that's where he goes. Yeah. It's one of those kind of shows. <laughs> But, no, but uh, so I got a question for you. We always ask everybody this. You know, yeah. I know you're fans of you're a fan of like all genres, which I am too, kind of. You know, um, yeah. like one of my favorite movies of all time period on my top five is uh, The Breakfast Club. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely love that movie. Uh, I know this is more of a horror stuff we're kind of talking about, but I love that movie. Uh, what is your what's one of your favorite horrors that you could think of that 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the what my go-to's and definitely something that would like relate more and kind of wrap back around to Triple Xmas is uh splatstick, like stuff that is so over the top ridiculous or so over the top gory that it almost becomes comical, but it's also right. sometimes can be scary. So the first two that of course come to mind, I and I, I it's so hard for me to pick one, but Evil Dead 2. I mean, absolutely. you're, you're going to hear that from so many people. So the other one that I, I absolutely love and probably isn't known quite as well was Peter Jackson's Brain Dead. It's also known as Dead All Alive. Right. Yeah, yeah. That film mm-hmm. has forever been it, – It's uh, yeah, it's hard. I, I often will squeeze that one above Evil Dead 2. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's – yeah, both of them. They're just so – I don't know. I, I have so much fun with them, you know? Right. Was it uh, Eaten Alive? Was it- Dead Alive. Dead, dead alive. alive, dead alive, dead alive. Yeah, they they had the uh, the the freaking lawnmower singing. Yep. Oh <laughs> yep. yeah, yep, yep. See, yep. that's a uh, that's funny too. Because what uh, slapstick we watched? Uh, oh crap! What was it? Uh, Santa Slays that with Goldberg? Yep. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Gosh, yeah. dude, that was aside. Love from, that movie. Aside from whenever, um, whenever I seen uh, Violent Night, which I absolutely love. Yeah, that was very good. Um, but that freaking movie with Goldberg's Santa Slays, dude, that movie was so funny. <laughs> I, I will I will definitely go to bat for that movie, especially with uh I think it has one of the best openings in a <laughs> I, I now I'm I you know I enjoyed the entire film, but I think it was a pretty steep decline after that opening. The opening oh, is yeah. a str- to me, the opening is the strongest part of the film. I still enjoy it and I'd still go to bat for it. But that opening is just, it's so good that, like, I felt like it was going to be really hard for them to maintain that. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Because it's so over the top. How are yeah. you going to keep up that pace? You yeah. know? And, and the cameos, you know, you just don't expect to see those people, right? you know, being dispatched of in those ways. And it's just like, yeah, even the dog, even the little dog being kicked. And I'm a huge dog right. fan. I don't want to see dogs right. getting hurt. But it was just like, it all kind of, t- I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of uh, Christmas movies here, yeah. uh, let's talk about your movie that yeah. you got. Yeah, so. for sure. So, uh, you know, Triple X, a, a real basic, straightforward synopsis is, you know, a mentally unwell Santa Claus starts uh, attacking porn stars on a Christmas themed porn shoot, you know, and uh, <laughs> that's that's really it in a nutshell. I mean, there's there's more to it, but if you're just going to tune in for the the boobs and the blood and the gore, that's it also it's that's fine you can take awesome. just that from it you know <laughs> exactly I got, I got a little picture that i stole from you here yeah so. yeah that was that was our first poster we um yeah the, drew marvick plays santa and he's just fantastic um i don't know if you've talked to him before or if you are familiar. No, we have not but yeah we did like i i watched the trailer yeah yesterday or or whatever and then showed it to ryan whenever he got over here today and yeah yeah, 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 I can't he's, wait to see this. He's he's really um he's really definitely been popping up a lot in indie film spaces. Um, uh, he's in, he was in a film earlier this year with Jessa Flux, uh, who Jessa is also in Triple Xmas, but uh, mm-hmm. called Murder Size, and those filmmakers are just fantastic. Paul and Angie, Murder yeah. Size. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a tribute to eighties. Um, you know, um, uh, the eighties like workout killer. You know, in, oh, in the yeah, gym. Yeah. I I think that's like on. I don't know. It's on one of the streaming services. I remember seeing. Oh, for the, sure. Yeah, it, it came out earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 great. Um, and then you know he also uh, not just him, but quite a few people who were involved with this film are filmmakers themselves in their own right. Um, uh, Chris Chris Rupert 
was my co-host on the film hacks and he just directed his first narrative feature he has like five documentaries that are out and he plays the director johnny duckett the porn director but he's okay. in, real, in real life he's a director and on set he did a little bit of second unit directing when i had to step away to like work on the script and figure out kind of logistically where we were at you know indie film is tough we we had nine days to shoot the bulk of this. Right, right. And, you know, when you see the film, you'll realize it was very, very ambitious because there's a lot of practical effects and a lot of gnarly kills. And getting that done in nine days is not an easy task. You know, no, right. I'm, I'm sure. And, we're, sure. You know, and we can all agree that, you know, <clears throat> special effects and practical effects, you know, yeah, way better no. CGI. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, and you know, like there are times where you have to use visual, you know, VFX. Um, but yeah, when, and there's a place for that. But right, you know, right. I mean, when 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 given the option and when it's possible, I always will fight in, in you know in in favor of practical effects. You know, right. uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's so I many mean, times in movies where people don't even realize that visual effects were were used you know uh right, just yeah. to mask out uh, a light stand or you know to fix something that was you know we, we in our first movie fontaine uh it's a it's a 70s exploitation film of sorts um so it's called fontaine and the vengeful nun who wouldn't die there's a scene where she takes a katana and she like fights like six seven thugs and think about that like am i really gonna put a real katana in this person's right. hand and right. have them run through and like start pretending to slice people up on an indie film no you know no. so we yeah. gave her a real handle and digitally added the blade back in and then we just right. did i i didn't do it because i don't do visual effects i hired someone you know right right and no i, I have not heard from anyone that they noticed that at all and i, I right. was pretty That's impressed cool. with how but again i you know if we're gonna do a head smash i would prefer it to be a real effect you know i'd really yeah. like you'd rather you well, prefer to smash a real head yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. we always schedule it last and then that way the yeah. actor doesn't have to come back and we just kill him yeah. there you go there yeah. you go yeah, yeah thrills, sure. it gets. thrills it gets. well thrills with it a gets. name like triple xmas it's almost a snuff film yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you know yeah i've, I've had to i've had to explain to people that it's not a porn you know and to, to, at least a handful of people <laughs> yeah yeah speaking but, of a handful <laughs> so uh so i know you had your premiere the other night yeah last how night that go? how did that oh, go it went great I, i'll tell you what so the first film we made we premiered it at a drive-in and this is the first time i've actually watched a film in a theater that i made with other people and it was such a drastically it was so drastically different like the energy was amazing people were laughing I, you know like you know i'm the creator so i'm always going to try to pump it up but at the same time I, I i i was texting the co-writer who lives in new york city and i was like dude like 90 95 of these jokes we put in here people were like they loved it they got all of them a couple fell flat sometimes people just didn't get certain references but i was shocked that as much worked as it did not that i wasn't didn't believe in it when we first made it but when you're editing it color grading it and you go through 10 different sound mixes you've watched the film 100 fucking times yeah, and yeah. some things are still really funny and some things are like okay yeah that's funny but it's like you know i'm looking like okay that's yeah. funny you know like it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like anything but um in a crowd I, I i think especially after watching this yesterday in a crowd you know there was probably 120 to 150 people there and that's a good crowd. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely recommend this. If you're going to watch this film, 
inviting friends over, maybe having some beers if you drink. If not, maybe hitting a vape or doing some edibles. This is definitely that film. Nice. But have friends over, and I think you're going to enjoy this way more. If you sit there by yourself, it's th- this is definitely an event style uh, with friends. You can laugh at things. You can make fun of things. I'm, you know, I, people yeah. take things too damn serious. You know, right? And right. Uh, yeah, I think that we've been, uh, you know, sometimes we've been, uh, we've tried to uh, step away from that. You know, being critical of uh, movies, even big time major Hollywood movies and stuff like that. That we've, you know that we haven't liked. So I, and I know everyone has their own preferences on things and some people like, you know, the, the more heady movies, you know, some people like the, just the jump scares and stuff like that or whatever it may be, you know? Um, and so I try to step away from judging. I'm really trying to get my step away from judging movies before I go into it, you know, and just, yeah, so judgmental. <laughs> no, I, I, I think, I prefer to spend as much of my energy as possible being positive about things. So if I'm not right. talking about something, it's probably because I didn't like it that much. Um, and that's fine. I just don't, I don't know. Yeah. There was a, I, I listened so to tomorrow. A lot. He will not be talking about this show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts and some of them are science based, you know, science podcasts. And um, the one was uh, about happiness and about like, it's more important to focus on no, it's more important to not focus on being negative than it is to be like have a positive mindset. So oh, just yeah, not, dude. You so just not being listen and to ta- him. You're and you're talking no, you're talking to someone that has a real hard time with this. Like I'm 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 I come off as positive and playful and happy, but every day it's a it's it's a lot of work and effort for me to like make sure I'm on that road as opposed <laughs> to was, the other one. It's a struggle for you to bullshit your way through it, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Lying to myself is becoming harder. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, I was literally having this conversation with this guy, what, 25 minutes ago? Yeah. <laughs> I swear to you, the exact same conversation we're having, I was having with him. If he if he's becoming too negative, just just crop the screen and it'll just be me and you. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm actually very, very, very positive guy. It's just uh, this time of the year, man, it's crazy. It's positively a pain in the ass is what he is. <laughs> I've been I mean, working yeah. for 20 days straight rise of right now. Oh wow. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's it's just been hectic as hell. And I'm yeah. missing doing this. <laughs> yeah. We haven't been here for a minute and yeah, just uh, just a little bit about us. I mean, so Ryan and I have been friends for a long time and we kind of met on a whim. You know, we got to talking one day about uh, somehow something about ghosts or something. Oh no, I'm sorry. We started talking about music. We're both real big metal heads. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we were talking about music and then somebody mentioned something about a ghost story. And then it was like a two hour conversation, you know? And, <laughs> and, uh, it was funny. He, uh, he hit me up one day and he said, Hey, uh, you know, we had these really cool conversations all the time. What do you think about doing a podcast? <laughs> and my, the first, like I said was, what the fuck's a podcast? Because <laughs> I had no idea what the hell it was. Yeah. And uh, so we bought some, you know, cheap equipment and, you know, which we've upgraded since then uh, to see if we liked it. And so it's really cool. I mean, we're, it, we're just two buddies that get together and we like to bullshit about horror movies and, you know, paranormal, ha- paranormal stuff, stuff and yeah. aliens and 
and all kinds of shit, you know? So it was really cool whenever you reached out to us. I was like, fuck yeah, let's get this guy on here and talk to him. And, <laughs> no, you yeah, know. I, you know, it, it, it's, uh, you know, like that's, that's another like aspect of indie film is that a lot of indie filmmakers, they want to concentrate on the art portion, but they don't necessarily, or maybe they just don't understand how to concentrating on the business portion, you know? Right. And, right. you know, getting into logistics of what, is like how you can make a film profitable you know i'm not i definitely am not there i couldn't give you those answers but i'm right. getting better at it and the more films i make and distribute <laughs> i'm getting way better at it and even running like the crowdfunding campaign we raised almost forty thousand dollars with our crowdfunding campaign for triple xmas that's amazing that thank you thank you it, that in and of itself was a massive lesson on marketing uh, yeah, I mean, like, oh, yeah. I learned so much. And that was a year ago, you know, our first film coming out. That was a big lesson on marketing. And, you know, but also then it comes down to like, um, you know, how much time is in a day? I mean, you just said you work 20 days straight. You know, it. <laughs> I have a, I have a, a small business and I work 25 to 40 hours a week every week. But then with filmmaking, since, you know, since we started, since I started this um, last December, when we started our Indiegogo. I've been putting 30 to 55 hours a week into this film on top of that. Right. Yeah. A human can only maintain that and sustain that for so long, you know? Right. And so right. Absolutely. It, it's tough, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I had a lot of fun making this movie, you know? Um, it, it was something that I thought would be, it, it's so different, you know, like I don't think I've ever heard of a film where Santa is attacking porn stars, you know? Right. So right, right. It's, it's, you know, and if you see a poster or you hear that premise, it's like, okay, either this is going to be the biggest dumpster fire ever, or this is going to be a fun fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me about writing this. Uh, you said you had a co-writer that's in New York. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, I, uh, Louis Otero, uh, he co-wrote Fontaine with me. And then he also co-wrote this, uh, I wrote the original um, draft, you know, first draft. Uh, it was like 60 pages. It was real short. It was just really me getting all my ideas out. And I knew right away, uh, that was what I sent a lot of actors, actually, when I first <laughs> wanted to get them attached, which I wouldn't advise necessarily because it's, you know, a very rough draft. Right. And I, I called him up and I sent him, you know, I, I sent him the script and asked him for notes and he gave me a bunch of notes. And then I was like, well, hey, instead of, you just giving me notes. Why don't you help me with this? Cause you're funny dude. And you're a talented writer. And it, you know, I, and because of that, we'd worked together before he, you know, he stepped in and he, he added some more to it. And then he, he rewrote some things. I, we went back and forth, you know, that's how right. it, it works for us. And, uh, and then we, you know, and this was awesome because it was the uh, first time I was actually able to meet him in person. Cause he actually, uh, drove in and, uh, he uh, he drove in and uh, was a script supervisor also on set, so it was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's Sweet. awesome. So, where did you guys film this at? So we we filmed uh, we filmed all this in St. Louis. Uh, it, you know, uh, so we there's a weird little area here in St. Louis that's a little bit kind of west, I guess southwest. Um, it's a, a vineyard area. Like they, mm -hmm. they 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 do like they have some wineries out here. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a lot of bigger homes that you can rent, you know, Airbnbs, and right. they're also a little more secluded. And so it took a little bit of time to find the right locations because, you know, you have to you can't just say, can we rent your house for a week right. or two? You have to you know, you have to get the approval and, and in our case, put down an extra deposit. You know, I mean, right. blood sprays do hit ceilings sometimes as they right. do. And, uh, right. 
you know and so um yeah so we shot all of it in st louis there's a couple scenes that were actually in my house um just out of necessity we shot them here and then we we filmed in this really massive house that allowed us also to um keep like six or seven six seven eight of us that could sleep there every night and then also we shot there yeah i mean we shot mostly overnights there were a few days that we shot just because the scenes took place during the day but uh the house acted as a double double you know we shot in it and we also a lot of people from out of town stayed there you know right that's awesome that's that's cool yeah Yeah. see that's the thing like um that's one reason too you know you're talking just a minute ago about like the how how it is to make these indie films and stuff and that's kind of why we like give it we we like being able to help out wherever we can so doing this um lets us help do our part to help help out people and get the word out there because it keeps not only does it keep like is it helping someone but it keeps the genre going and it keeps yeah. you know the, the passion that like you talked about a lot of indie directors have a passion and then they get caught up on the the art of it which is a good thing because then you see the you know the art of what they're doing but like you also said Sometimes they don't know about the promotional part of it, you know, right, and that's right. why like for us, we just like, yeah, come on here and we'll promote. And like, I think that, you know, a lot of people, when they see the, the effort that you put into the movie, real fans are going to be, okay, we can't wait to see the next movie this guy makes. And then we're right. going to freaking help pro- promote more, you know, we've, we've also had people that have like had interest in this and then went back and watched our first film, you know? Right. Um, I, I do have a little bit of um, concern because the first film seventies exploitation vibe, this one's a B movie <laughs> splat stick, gory over the top theme right. pretty much. Um, this is actually the third film we shot. The second film we shot will be the next one released. Um, and it's already halfway done with post-production and it's totally different again. So I'm hoping that people don't just always expect nothing wrong with this, by the way. I hope, I just hope people don't always expect the grindhouse exploitation B movie right. from us right. because we are doing other things and we can do other things. And, 10 years from now, maybe we'll come back and do another B movie. I don't, I don't think it'll take that long. Honestly, I think it might be every other because I absolutely love not taking things too serious, but I also love, I I also, you know, I love a 24 films. There's some of my favorite, you know, like, you know, and so like nothing's off limits for me. And I don't want, especially because no one's really giving me money. I mean, there's just some producers that have come on and Indiegogo, but I don't have a big studio backing me. So I don't want to be told that I can't, try this or try that right you know? oh yeah i i, I love what having... indy's all about i mean yeah yeah know? yeah yeah i think that's one of the strengths really i mean i i oh, do have people yeah. i do have people around me that i check in with to see hey is this maybe my my you know am i doing something that's kind of not wrong but is it over the line and i mean right yeah nowadays I, you have to really ask yourself that and don't get, me, don't, don't get me wrong man like there's I, some people would probably say i i had i i had i had a podcast that reviewed uh our first film and they they recorded an hour and 20 minute review but they turned the movie off after the first 30 minutes because there was a sexual assault uh... <laughs> and i'm like you know what like i get it i i get it not everyone can watch that um and i don't expect anyone to sit through a sexual assault in a film but 
doing an hour and 20 you recorded a podcast longer than what you watched the film right <laughs> right. right and that's those opinion that, and that's the thing that you know i was talking about a little earlier about the opinion thing you know it's, it's okay to have one sure but you don't gotta ram it down someone's throat for an hour and a half you know what i mean like it is what it is and i think that a lot of people nowadays unfortunately there's it's it's gotten to a point where you got to question everything for some reason whenever really you know that scene particular scene that you're talking about that's what builds the emotion for the movie for sure yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. and that's what people really don't understand is that like that's like for me like i hate when i hate when shit happens to children in movies right i'm, I'm i got two kids and like it just kids are like a, a very important to me and yeah. see something like that but I know that when something happens in a movie like that, it's to build the emotion and the atmosphere for what the movie yeah. is. About. Right, right. Well, you know? With all that said, the only thing I definitely draw my draw the line with is if people were really hurt in the act on purpose for some reason, or if I, okay, I don't, I definitely don't like you know pushing this out there, but I'm vegetarian and I'm not gonna watch an animal really get killed like for real, like Cannibal oh, Holocaust. Right, 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 I've right, watched right. it once, I'll never watch it again. I have no interest in watching that. You know, right. like it. There's nothing really that artistic about that to me. It's just kind of disgusting. <laughs> right, right, and I, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, and it's funny, my wife, you know, we're not vegetarians, but, uh, we're both huge animal lovers, you know, right. and like, you know, I don't, I don't hunt. I don't do any of that stuff. I'm just, I, I couldn't do it, you know? Yeah. And my wife is the type of person that that's like, we'll be watching a movie and all of a sudden there'll be a dog and she's immediately like, not the dog, not the dog, not the yeah. dog. You know, and she'll yeah. she'll look away. She'll be like, "Tell me when I can look." But see, <laughs> a key moment for that, John Wick. Yeah, he went oh, after yeah. and he killed everyone because yeah. they killed his damn dog and yep. he stole his car. Four four movies later, man. I mean, <laughs> dedication. That's, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Have, dedication have either, to your craft. Have either of you seen the uh, the the crazy edit with tons of VFX where it was he that was killed in the first film and the dog grabs a gun and starts hunting down the killers? Oh, that sounds awesome though. <laughs> it's like a, it's like ninety seconds long of someone like ch basically changing the film and just doing a trailer where the dog picks up the gun and starts shooting people with the gun. <laughs> Hilarious! Ah, that's I awesome. Find that. that is awesome. <laughs> it's out there. It's on YouTube. It was, you know, a few yeah. years ago. Yeah, I'm sure it still is. That's yeah, hilarious. it's a lot of fun. That's, that's cool. Freaking hilarious. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, just it goes to show you, you know, that stuff builds kind of the 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 point of the of the movie. You know, that's what makes you feel. It's like those um, revenge movies. You know, like um, oh, I, yeah. I, I spit on, on your, your grave, grave, last house yeah. on the left. Yep. You know, um, as much as I hate that that stuff, you know, that's what builds. That's why that um, that freaking revenge that they get is so powerful and mm -hmm. freaking. You know, like the remake, that's one of my favorite scenes, like uh, the the remake of Last House on the Left, whenever yeah. the dad's like got his head inside the microwave and stuff. I knew exactly where you were going. I love it. I love it. It, it makes no sense because it's, it's not going to work with it open, but I don't even, like sometimes I don't care and I don't want things to make sense. I just want that gratification of that guy's head to blow up because of the right. shit he did, you know? Right. <laughs> That's exactly it. Or the, the scene from the remake of I Spit on Your Grave when she pounds that pipe up that dude's ass. Oh, dude. Dude. Man. I, I, what a sledgehammer. I, I watched a few of those. There was one where she puts a shotgun in his ass and, like, shoots yes. him. Yes. I don't remember which yes. one that was, but yeah. 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 yeah, dude. I mean, and that's it. 
it's just part of that thing, man, that people want to see that revenge thing. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to watch. Like I said, like, it's really hard for me to watch anything. with. <laughs> we got a guy on here, you know, just, just did this fantastic movie with all this blood and gore and he's a fan of blood and gore and here we are talking about pounding shit up people's asses <laughs> that's well where it goes. it's just hey that's where our conversations go all right it's 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 on theme for a porn about a santa that's attacking you know porn sets so. <laughs> <laughs> right I, you know I had someone I had someone did like an impromptu interview after the premiere and I wasn't expecting it. I was like, okay, sure. I was like, I don't know how the audio and everything in here is going to be, but we'll do it. Sure. And we did like a five minute interview and um, I talked about like, I, I do like putting a little bit of something personal or like a thought or some sort of subtext into a film when I make it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like when filmmakers make it so obvious and like, and I use the term and this is, kind of to wrap it all back around shoving it down your throat and he just yeah. thought that was the funniest thing ever because we he just got done watching the film and shoving <laughs> it down. anyway yeah 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 <laughs> right two and two together right. you know yeah so is yeah. there a reason why you did this christmas as far as so, oh christmas as, as far as the movie right you know? right um, you know, I, I think it was just a combination of things, you know, it seems like now and going forward, there's a lot of like Christmas horror that's coming out, yes. um, from, um, from a business marketing standpoint, I thought it was about to get hot. So I guess I was right with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, I've always loved Christmas horror. I've yeah. always loved it. Yeah. Um, and then just other things started to click into place. I saw Drew Marvick, uh, you know, again, who plays Santa, I saw his film for the first time. He's a director also. He made Pool Party Massacre. Uh, so okay. it, it's fun. It's fun. Um, you know, uh, the best part of the film to me is when he's in the scene because he has so much charisma. And so, and then he was in Murder Side. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, the Barn too. He's been in a lot of stuff. And Oh, dude. I love those. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, was that Jason Seaman? Same. Yeah, uh, I you have the last name definitely right. I'm not sure. Just, is it Justin? Just, oh, Justin. Justin. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, those movies were awesome. I remember when the first one came out. I have not seen the second one yet. Right. Um, but the first one, oh man, I love that movie. I love yeah. the way you filmed it and just that that feel because I, I'm big into the old, you know, I grew up in the 70s yeah. and 80s, you know, so I'm yeah. into that whole, you know, 80s slasher horror kind of vibe you know I, I and the watched, way he filmed that was killer i watched uh joe bob talk about um that film and more specifically justin and the way justin approached it and i don't know i'm assuming it was all very deliberate to you know going in mm-hmm. oh yeah but um he, and he you know and joe bob didn't disclose numbers but he said the guy made quite a bit of money just going from convention to convention selling physical media and you know it it hits all the buttons. You know you want to see a. Oh, we lost it for a second. You will be back. Um, but yeah, they're 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 both uh they're both on my watch list for sure. Sorry, we yeah. lost you for just. Sorry, a we lost there. you for just a second there, but uh, hopefully it'll be all right on your end. So yeah, we'll, we'll it'll come through. But uh yeah, I mean gotcha. um yeah, yeah. speaking of conventions, I freaking love conventions, dude. Yeah. We gotta yeah. set ourselves up for a big one. We gotta get out to some bigger here. ones. 
mm-hmm. we went to a few up up here and stuff but like it's uh are you planning on doing the convention circuit are you losing us too because he lost us oh yeah I, I was definitely losing you a little bit just there okay yeah. okay but, uh, so it does record yeah, on back. both sides so we're good <laughs> so yeah yeah so yeah. what i was asking is are you planning on doing the convention circuit like yeah, we went to Days of the Dead uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, okay. and I've been to quite a few conventions, but that was the first time we ever had a vendor's table, you know? Okay. And uh, my goal was always to do more and more conventions, but I didn't want to go to one with just one film. And even this time, we didn't go by ourselves. We had Jessa Flux come with us, and she's okay. beautiful, and she has a lot of fans, and you know, it um, it just worked in our favor because she has like 10, 15 films she's been in and she could bring all of those films with her. And so we yeah. sat there with our two films and then she was there with her like 10 films or whatever that she's been in. And uh, people approached the table and th- there, you know, there were a couple of people that came up and bought seven of her films then looked over at our side and then they bought both of our films. So, I mean, like it nice. was really, yeah. C- I mean, you know, that's that that is the audience. You don't have to right. worry about everyone else. The other 98% of people that don't like these kinds of movies, you know, it's, those are the people you want to be, you know, talking to at cons. Right. 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 And that's the whole point. Like that's what we like about going to them. You know, it's just a good vibe. Everyone's there for the same reason. Everyone's happy. You know, they're meeting yeah. everybody and stuff. Yeah. It's a really yeah. cool, it's a really cool yeah. thing. I think that human interaction is very important. You know, I think that, to nowadays people are just online constantly and it's great like you being able to do this like with what we're doing right now right. it's awesome yeah but yeah meeting people in person and feeling their freaking vibes and stuff it's 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 really cool you know I think so no. ryan would ryan would rather come to your house and hide in your bushes outside your front door i want to see you in you person <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's okay too i mean <laughs> like, oh, these creepers <laughs> No, um, one thing that was really fun about going to Days is that they do now they do film like film. I, I guess they're they're not really film festivals, but I think they're listed as that. And they do screenings of other independent filmmakers. And I didn't get much time to pull away from the table, but I was able to catch a couple of filmmakers short films, and then I was able to talk to them. And they'd already come by the table, and they had already you know actually picked up our film and. I, you know, I went and saw their stuff and I'm now I'm following them and interested in what they're creating. And I hope That's that awesome. they, you know, go on and make more stuff. It's yeah. You know, it's, I, I don't understand when it, it doesn't make sense to me why some filmmakers won't support other filmmakers. Like when we had our premiere, I actually had six trailers play before our film. Five of them were other people's trailers. Right. And wow. Th- and, you know, and like, and, and, you know, a couple of them are people that were involved with the film, but a lot of them aren't. And it was just nice being able to hopefully introduce people that were there to other filmmakers or other movies. And right. yeah, I mean, you know, and it's, especially it's, it's easier fit when they're in the similar vein, like murder size or right. tapehead, the return of Jacob Cobb, you know, like, the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, these kind of films. Yeah. They're yeah. It just works. And that's the thing that's cool about pod the podcast world is that everybody works together. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I mean, we don't have enemy. Well, we might, but you know, I mean, <laughs> we piss people off with our mouths, not our, not our content. Uh, but uh, no, but I mean, it's cool because like I said, just like, just like you heard about us, you know, 
everybody meets everyone and then like we go on wait, other people's wait, podcasts. Wait, how the hell did you hear about us? <laughs> I honestly I probably uh put a post out on Facebook asking people to send me recommendations for podcasts to promote the film. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I know that you know a couple friends of ours, uh, and that would be uh Brock Roberts and Chris Grega. Oh yeah, yeah. They were they were at the film last night. I didn't know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, so I know Brock. I've known Brock for years. Um, I work at a car dealership, and he comes by quite often. And I actually met Chris Grega through him, and okay. they've been on our show before. So oh, awesome. I kind of whenever whenever I was going, so I was stalking you. I was going through your pictures from the premiere last night, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Holy shit!" There's Brock and Chris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was on their podcast, the Indie Film Sucks podcast, and yeah. then um and then last week I went and saw Red Night at Skies, which you know again I'm I'll sit here and I'll you know I'll start talking about other filmmakers' movies, but uh it's I don't know when it's going to be available, but the premiere was really good. It has Bill Mosley, it has Brock, it has. Has it has Jackie Kelly, and you know, I think Jackie Kelly's going to be just like Drew Marvick. She's right on the cusp of just blowing up. I think so right. many people are going to know who these people are in five years if they don't That's already. Cool. You know, right. and yeah, it's it's it, um they had they had a really gnarly little movie. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, well, they actually came on the show to promote it. They came yeah, on our yeah. show to promote yeah. that one. Yeah, 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 it's it was a good time. I, I can't wait to uh, you know stream it or possibly pick up some physical media of it because mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. I actually saw Brock. It was either Thursday or Friday last week. He came right. by the dealership, and oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, Oh yeah, so it was Thursday or Friday last week because their premiere was last Saturday. Last a, Saturday, a week that's ago, right. Yeah. And we were talking ago. about it, and he was he was uh, he was like, "Yeah, I'll try and bring you over." They've got some Blu-rays. Oh, yeah, so he's gonna bring us one over. He said. Yeah, yeah. They definitely had some on sale. I didn't spend very long at their premiere. Uh, I watched the film, and then I was kind of I, I congratulated them and had to leave. I. That last week was a rough one all of thanksgiving week for me it was just a rough mm. week i had a sinus infection and i was kind of you know i was always going to go to the premiere you know as long as i wasn't contagious with anything but you know it was um i still wasn't 100 percent for sure <laughs> right. right well right. it's like you said you know it's uh you know it's just one thing time is important yeah time, everyone's time is important even showing that showing up and showing love that's what matters you know and yeah then, yeah and you know it's it's um it's unfortunate that a lot of premieres i mean it's not unfortunate saturdays are probably a hot day to do it i would guess that's when yeah. we had you know that's when we had our first premiere here but um you know like i shoot a lot of weddings for money that's part of part yeah. of the small one of the small businesses i have and because of that it's a saturday gig and it's usually a 12-hour day and right. when people are doing premieres you miss premieres a lot unfortunately but i was yeah. i was really happy that i was able to catch his and there's there's a handful that in, in St. Louis that I've missed that I really wish I hadn't missed, you know. Yeah, right. that's cool. Yeah, because we uh actually went to you went to the one. Uh, well, but that wasn't Brock. Actually, I went with Brock. Uh, to uh, there was a, a movie come out called Night Night. Okay, I haven't heard that one. Um, it was what was that two years ago? I think so. Okay, uh, they did their premiere at Ronnie's. Okay, and uh. And it was pretty, they had a pretty big turnout for that, but they had, they had some pretty big stars that it had that, uh, oh, D'Amica girl yeah, from the descendants, from the descendants. Okay. And Tony Todd yeah. was in that film, yeah, 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 yeah. you know? And so, uh, uh, 
Brock had got invited to go to that. And so he said, man, why don't you go with me? And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll go with you. And, uh, went up and that's when I met Chris, Yeah. uh, Chris Greg. And then, uh, then I met the other Chris. God, I don't remember his last name. The producer. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I, I think of him as Christopher. I was on the podcast. Is it Mackie? Chris, is that Mackie? That's it. Yeah, Chris yeah. Mackie. I yeah. felt like if I said it, I was going to say the wrong thing, but yeah, I, no, well, that's it sounds it. like I got it right. So. It. But anyway, I, yeah, I got to meet them guys and hang out yeah. with them and, and, uh, super cool people, man. Super cool yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I, I know a little bit of, about St. Louis. I grew up in St. Louis. Yeah. So, you know, I lived there almost my whole life and i moved moved down here almost 20 years ago and you're old haven't looked back <laughs> unfortunately you know. yeah, well, yeah that happens. but yeah i grew up in south st louis so okay yeah yeah that, that's definitely uh their area because uh yeah it's uh i'm trying to think i know uh chris grega does recording like they have like a studio in home uh so for yeah. his podcast yeah. i had to go down there yeah 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 and he he lives fairly close to where my sister lives now which okay. is you know south of yeah you know st louis yeah but uh I don't want to say the town, but right, uh, right. Yeah. Keep going. Um, keep, just, you're gonna stay. Let <laughs> me just give you his address. You can go. You yeah. can go hang out in his bushes. <laughs> Sixteen two eighty four. Uh, no. <laughs> go fuck yourself, Lane. Yes. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, those are those are good people. But uh, so I want to know about your effects and stuff. Yeah. So how? I, I'm assuming you hired somebody to do that. Oh, for that sure, or? for sure. Oh, okay. So I, I, yeah, yeah. We had. I was wondering people. if you had if you had done that yourself. No, no. You know, it's something that, um, especially when I was younger, I've always had an interest in. And if I would have taken a different path and went down and started filmmaking in my early 20s, I think I would have devoted a lot more time to learning that craft. Right. Um, but I don't at this point there's already so much that I take on, uh, as an indie filmmaker. Um, and that's not to say I don't have help and like amazingly talented people around me. Cause I definitely do. Yeah. It but takes it, a family, man. It, it, it takes, definitely, what is it? it takes a village. It takes yeah. a village. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely does. But, um, yeah, I hired someone and then, um, I also brought on, um, someone that I've been working with, uh, for three films now. So, uh, I had several people involved and we spent, of the Indiegogo funds, uh, about ten, eleven thousand dollars just on practical effects. So that was quite a bit for an indie film, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. But I think yeah, when you think about that number, you think, man, that's not a lot of money, but it it is. I mean, yeah. when you're looking at an indie film, I mean, that's a big chunk of money to, to plunk it, down. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. But you know, even like the prosthetics, uh, just even purchasing the prosthetics without an application they get expensive, you know, for like oh. one serious trauma to the head, you're looking at five or 600 bucks. <laughs> wow. And that's without yeah. application or the, the specialty or, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. But it's worth yeah. it, you know, and that's what I was talking oh, yeah. about. So the, the difference between practical effects and CGI, man, like, you know, I always compare, um, I don't know if you've seen the remake of nightmare on Elm street. Oh uh, yeah. I saw it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're not going to go into that right now. I asked, but I did love the atmosphere, the darkness of it. But yeah, other than that, but so I always compare the scene where uh, Kruger's coming out from above the bed through the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original, oh. the original, it was all practical is yeah. amazing. Looks 
awesome. The new one is just over the top CGI. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you know it, it, it's tough because there's times where so okay, so we we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, right. you know, you start getting the bigger budgeted films, and I actually think I'm a little harsher on them than indie films. And part of the reason is is when you're in the five to ten million dollar range, you know. If, I mean, if you can't afford someone to do fill in the blank <laughs> right. and make right. sense, you Absolutely. know, like, you know, I, I'm so, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm with you, though. I there's no need for it to be visual effects. Well, they did that also with the thing, the, the not the remake, but like the sequel. Right. They actually had right. practical effects they used. And then the studio went back in and you put visual effect VFX over the mm -hmm. practical effects. Yeah. You know, I, I really would have. I mean, like, there's also instances where practical effects were used, and then it's layered with VFX. And I know Walking Dead got a lot of crap. I didn't finish the the show, but there was a lot of cases where it was a lot of practical effects with just a little bit of VFX that kind of made it seamless. Right, you know? right, 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 right. And uh, I think when you can composite things together it works way better than just doing all visual effects. Right. I think it's just a thousand times better for sure. And most of the time it's not even noticeable, you know, um, I, I think. Yeah. Well, and it's like you were saying earlier about with your film, with the Katana, you know, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. even tell that, you no, know, no. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, th that's the difference also between me trying to do it myself or me hiring right. someone, you know, uh, I, I could send you the short film that we made, um before that i could send you the short film that we made before that and i did a lot of the visual effects myself on that and like it's just laughable you know because i don't because <laughs> right, i don't right. do visual effects you know right right and um and then you compare it to when i hired someone it's like oh clearly there's a different level of skill here <laughs> oh, and, and that's oh, yeah. and that's the whole point you know if yeah you it's, listen, an, it's an art form if you listen to yeah. our first freaking few episodes compared to where we are now yeah what if you listen to last week's episode, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, no, no, no. you guys have come so far since last week. <laughs> we, right, have, you know? we have. It's just crazy the 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 difference. You I know? actually hit the record button today. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. not that bad. He's never gonna. No. He's never gonna tell anybody to come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, These guys can't even push their record button. No, I I uh, I was notoriously known for mispronouncing guest names mm. on the film hacks and um yeah i mean like we i had the director of one of the dead and i'm not even gonna say his name because i'll just butcher it but uh <laughs> amazing awesome dude like super nice and he went through how to say his name six seven times before we hit record we hit record <laughs> and it was like my brains just fucking oozed out of my ear <laughs> and i'm here and then like not 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 just him not just did he laugh at me and like correct me but also the co-hosts, like they 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 doubled up on me, and you know I was like, I'm not even gonna argue this or fight back. I deserve all of this. We went over <laughs> your name like seven fucking times. I get you know, so I mean, like, I, yeah, I mean, it almost <laughs> kind of became a regular thing where I would mess up the guest's name, and then everyone would make fun of me, and I'm fine with that too. <laughs> yeah. You get to a point where you do it on purpose. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'll I'll say that sure, yeah, I'll I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was funny. We did a we did a really long show with uh, two directors and two actors from a movie from the UK, uh -huh. uh, and this was like two or three years ago. We did this, and. Uh, it was uh well and you might know you might know them the the movie was hosts and it was uh directed by richard oaks and adam leader and uh it's, sure 
it starred uh, uh, Neil Ward uh-huh. and Amanda Loxley. Okay. Her name? Yes. Amanda Loxley. So anyway, so we had all four of them on the screen with us. And we went, I went through the whole introduction and I introduced everybody except Adam leader Oh, and didn't even realize it until at the very end of the episode. And we were on the phone with these guys for like five hours for like five hours. Oh, wow. It was insane. (laughs) And, uh, finally, uh, uh, Neil, Neil was like, Hey, just so you know, <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's bullshit. I went back and I watched the episode and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> it, it, it was recommended to me and it's so funny, but it was recommended to me to not do. And if, if it comes back in another incarnation, the show, uh, I, this is what I'll probably do is not to do the um, intros while the guest is on the show and just record them later. Cause I can yeah. fuck yeah. it up 10 times. And if I get one, that's right we're golden <laughs> right well see and that's what i ended up doing with this show is, is i yeah. went back and i re-recorded my intro where i introduced them you know yeah. i was yeah. like oh god come on yeah but it was just kind of funny yeah right. no it, it yeah it, it's really funny yeah but it was crazy yeah we were on the phone we were on the, the same thing with them like i gotta tell you i was nervous as hell <laughs> it's like it was the very first like Big. director that we ever yeah you know and they were from interviewed. the uk and, shit and, and-, and this guy this guy calls me, you know, so like we're supposed to start recording with them at six o'clock. So it's like 11 o'clock their time, you know, right. and, uh, they were all for it, you know? And, uh, so it, it like, at like five o'clock, he's like, dude, I can't get out of work. You're going to have to do this by yourself. And oh, I'm like, God. oh my God. <laughs> you know? And I was all right. Now. I was like, cause I don't know, you know, you get somebody on the, on the show and you're like, what do I, what am I going to say if all this guy wants to do is just sit here? Right. You know, it's, it's really, it, it I can can't be really pull tough. a conversation out of somebody, you know? And, and I, yeah, yeah. Luckily, I, luckily it worked out because these people like to talk and we had a really good conversation. And about an hour and a half later, he texts me and he says, Hey, how's it, how did it go? I'm like, dude, get over here. I'm still on the phone with them. And he was like, holy shit. He come over and then we were on the, we were on the phone for like another three hours yeah. after he got here, you know? Yeah. And it was like, it was crazy. It was, it was cool. like five o'clock in the morning, their time. And they're, they're just partying and drinking and yeah. having a good time. It you was know? A great yeah. It was very fun. Very yeah, fun. yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I've definitely encountered both kinds of guests and that's why it's always better to have a co-host to throw things off of and then if like if you have a moment where you just have a brain fart or you can't think of what to say you know it's always nice to have that other person to maybe just kind of gently pick up the conversation you know absolutely for sure absolutely that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Keep this show going. (laughs) (laughs) You're here here to poke your head out on the looks he's the entertainment. I'm the looks. He's the entertainment. All right. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Sure. Or vice versa. It is what it is. It is what it is. No, man. We give each other a lot of crap, but we do love each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, your closest friends, if someone's seen you and your closest friends talking to each other, they'd be like, wow, those guys are really hate each other. Like they're, (laughs) and and we actually record this shit and release it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's usually two types of relationships you have with your best friends. And, you know, some people aren't comfortable, but you either give them all the shit in the world or you flirt with them like you're interested, but you're not. 
And yeah, it's, one right, those, right. it's one of those two things. I like to make it a mix of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He makes it really awkward sometimes. <laughs> you know, no, we just like to have fun. And honestly, yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think that's why, and I've been telling him this, you know, that's why a lot of people tell everyone to come on our show when they come on there. Yeah, because they're, more... they're like, you know, they're, we're, we're God damn it, I'm fun to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> You're you're lucky because you you haven't gotten to some of the crazy conversations that we oh, we get into Jesus, with some people. So Jesus. I, well, let's get into some of those crazy no, conversations. The, the first time. So, the, do you believe in ghosts? No, no, I no. don't. Okay, no. no. There's yeah, a lot I, of people I don't, that don't. Yeah, I don't believe in ghosts, God, most of that stuff. I do think that as I get older, I've become a little more spiritual, but not in a sense of like a higher power. More of just uh, being connected to everyone else, being connected to the earth, possibly. Not the hippie way, but I guess it is kind of the hippie way. I don't know. You know, I yeah. could just, you know, a meditation kind of those kinds of things. I think they get a, they, they do a lot for me. I was raised Catholic, so I, okay. I've had, I've had both experiences. <laughs> that's, that's interesting with what you just told us. Yeah. 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 You know, for me, and I'm, 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 I'm a dimensional guy. It's a, yeah. I believe in a lot of crazy stuff, you know, and honestly, I just think it makes life more interesting. Yeah. That's the yeah. way I look at it. Yeah. I think as humans, there's a lot that we just don't know about what's around us. So thinking that there isn't something after death would be silly also, right. you know, right. to, to, to think that you and I, all of us, everybody here, we originate, well, not we, we didn't originate, but right. really we come from stardust essentially. Like, right. think about that. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> there's, you know, at, at the base level, we're all connected as, as being the basic same material. <laughs> right. So, you know, and to think that, like, just to be like, oh, no, there's no such thing as ghosts. I've never seen one. I don't believe in them. But if I saw one, I sure the fuck would believe in them. You know, right, so like, right. and that's the thing about uh, about that, that question. That question is very personal yeah. um, until you have an experience of your own. Yeah. You should be that way. You should feel that way. Yeah. But you know? I do like your response because it means you're open minded. Yeah. And well, that's yeah. What, yeah. I think know, a lot you have people, to be right. And that's yeah. how I feel, you know, and that's why I tell people all the time, like, I don't care what you believe as long as you're not hurting anyone, you know, right. Yeah. Do no, what yeah. you're going to do. Believe in it. You know? And if I see it, like you just said, if, if, if I'm proven wrong, I'll take it. You yeah. know, it is what it is. See, yeah. and I'm the, I'm the type of person that I do not want to go through life and not believe that there's something afterwards, you know? Right. Um, it, you know, and it, it's, it's a personal thing, you know, but if, if I thought that, and this is me, if I thought that we died and there was nothing left, nothing beyond death, then what's it all for? Yeah. You know, that's how like, I feel. It, it's know? funny because I, I feel like <laughs> hey, it's funny because the conversations uh, a lot you didn't of times, know you were getting into this, did you? No, 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 no. I, I just had I just had my first radio interview the other day and we got into some like some philosophy and stoicism and all kinds of crazy stuff. And I'm like, you know, and then I, at the very end, I'm like, go see my movie, Triple Xmas. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. But uh, no, I, I think that I think that I think for a long time I was very like nihilistic deep down. Right. Okay. Very pessimistic, negative, nihilistic. And I think on the opposite side of that, when you don't think there is anything after this, 
I think then you can get to a point where everything matters. And so, like, I could come on here and be Ooh. the biggest dickhead. I could be the biggest dickhead to you guys. Or I could be, like, let's just have fun with this, you know? let's. Yeah, if we end up talking about whatever, you know, if we end up talking about indie film and how almost every indie film has um, a guy get his dick bit off, cool that's a great topic for me <laughs> or does that happen in your movie i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't have brought it up if it, there wasn't a reason I, that's all and, i'm saying <laughs> what i want to know is <laughs> i was gonna ask you this a while ago but i didn't know how to how to bring it up but you just brought it up so you were talking about prosthetics a while ago yeah, yeah. and so so okay is there is there that kind of scene where you have to use a prosthetic or is that all natural there so there's yeah there's no there's no nudity uh full frontal for the males uh mostly because i just wanted to i wanted to still be able to get on streaming platforms and that okay. really is kind of a okay. sticking point right. uh everything else for guys is definitely shown girls we have pretty much everything on display at one point or another um but there was a lot so of like <laughs> we, we we shot on a very like very and we shot on a higher end camera for indie film you know um it's not the top of the line but by a long stretch but uh it allowed me the flexibility to crop in where i had to remove some nudity a few times right right you never you know like i i i love the female figure i mean you know there were a lot of yeah. very attractive males and females on set but I got so tired of seeing people's asses and boobs. I mean, because I, you know, there's there's a there's a there's a moment where I had to add um, a phone screen started ringing in a scene, right? And uh, in the foreground, you have the actors having sex as the the screen's going off in the background. And so I had to add that in visual effects, and I'm comfortable doing that. I can do that. That's nothing detailed, super hard. Right. But like I had to mask around this girl's ass bouncing past the past the camera, <laughs> past past the yeah past the camera, past the, the phone. And I texted her because I'm friends with her, and I'm like, I'm so tired of seeing your ass right now. I just wish I could finish this and go to bed. <laughs> it's yeah, it's one of those things, you know, when you. Like sex you see scenes. it occasionally, it's fine. But when you have to look at it constantly, it gets old. I know a guy who films. <laughs> I know a guy who films uh, only trans yeah. material yeah. for a lot of people around here. Believe and he could hook you two up. Probably, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying tough. is, that's what he told me because we were talking to him about it at work the other day, and he's like, "Listen, <laughs> it ain't all it's cracked out to be, dude. What? He's yeah. like the smells. The, <laughs> he's like, it's." That's it, dude. Horror Chronicles there's, only fans page. There's, there's, uh, <laughs> see, now, now you guys are you're gonna regret having me on with where I'm gonna go with this. You talked about smell. You talked about porn. I, I heard I heard an episode of Howard Stern where he sent like a journalist, like a real journalist, to an event to cover it, and it was called Fist Fest. Oh, <laughs> yes, and. The guy did a, like was doing a report on it, and he said he couldn't. He said the smell was so overwhelming once he came into that room, and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I I think what wow. I was going to originally say though is that like filming sex scenes, they're honestly they're not. There's nothing hot about it. You know, right. you can you can right. make it kind of come off that way. Uh, but it's yeah, it's yeah. if yeah. anything, it's like let's get this fucking scene over so we can go. 
like do something fun again where there's a bunch of gore and yeah, someone's getting killed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I, that's that's my playground. That's where I really love having. Or there's fun some with old it. lady getting her head exploded by a basketball. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> that was a deadly friend. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. And it's it's in my top five of head explosions. Uh, you have to throw in chopping mall. And you yeah. have to throw oh, yeah. in uh, oh what's uh, uh scanners. scanners. I mean, yeah, scanners. yeah, for sure. A maniac, it's pretty fucking good. Yeah. The shotgun yeah. through the yeah, or the gun oh, through yeah. the yeah, 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 yeah. But uh yeah, those are all really good ones. <laughs> one of my favorites yeah. is Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, oh and, that's, yeah. and that's one that you won't see brought up as much because it's not quite it's a little more cartoonish to start right. with. Yeah, oh right. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a good that one. I, so I, I'm just going to throw this one out there. It's not really a head explosion, but one of the coolest things when they did the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when that girl in the back of the van oh puts the gun in her mouth and pulls yeah. the trigger, and yeah. then they back the camera out through her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. one of the fucking coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, whoever came up with that idea was genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that I, I really enjoyed that. I remember watching that. Uh, God, it's like twenty years ago now, right? Yeah, I think, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think that um that was around the time where I, my opinion on remakes started to shift a little. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that remakes are always needed or that they're better than the original, right. but if you can take them and separate them from the original film, which is incredibly difficult to do, it is. It is. Um, you, I think you can find a lot to appreciate in some remakes. You know, Evil Dead. I, right. Evil, Dead's the Evil probably, Dead remake probably is probably one of, the, one best of the best ever done. I, I like that one. I really like The Hills Have Eyes. I'm a huge Wes Craven yeah. fan, but I think the oh, yeah. remake it is superior to the original. Uh, and again, I, I understand anyone disagreeing with that statement. That's right, not a problem right. for well, me. Yeah. But um, you know, Alexandra Aja directing that film, uh, you know, I mean, he he killed it. You know, and see, and that's yeah. like for me. I'm I'm. There's two movies that are they're talking about remaking that I'm kind of really fucking just like why. Yeah. One of them is the is uh the crow. Oh yeah. the first movie yeah. I the crow is like my top one or two movies of all time. I absolutely out of all genres. I love that movie. Brandon Lee just killed that character. Yeah. yeah. The way they filmed it, it was just amazing. The atmosphere, the ambiance, yeah. all that is just amazing. And I get it, you know, people want to see stuff. Uh I just that movie to me is a masterpiece. Um, and then the other one is just personal to me and that's the lost boys um they're supposedly remaking it and yeah <laughs> you know that's just yeah. one of those movies I, I, I mean that's a movie that doesn't need to be remade right you know the, the, the problem okay here's what the problem is a lot of these films they try to remake they are loved for reasons uh the director's right. amazing like top like like top of the top notch you know like top of mm-hmm. you know uh the writing or the characters and you bring someone else in, even if they're super talented, you know, I'm never going to out Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson with his first three movies. I'm never going to out Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi. And if that is attempted, I'm going to look like an idiot because I'm not them. You know, I can take pieces of what they've done and incorporate it into my style and make something new of it. Just like using different colors of paint and painting something different. Right. But I'm not necessarily, you know, copying one of these filmmakers' styles. You, it, and also, I don't have the budget. Let's just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I love, I love paying homage to those things. Um, and I love paying homage to those things in places and ways that a lot of people probably will never catch on. But it's there, you know. With, with uh, with Fontaine, the eventual nun who wouldn't die. 
you best believe your ass if I'm making a nunsploitation film, the line you kick ass for the Lord is getting in there. And it fucking yeah, did, yeah, you know? And why yeah. wouldn't it? Because it works, you know? <laughs> I mean, it works. But uh, at the same time, you just can't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it, it's easy to like step over that boundary and try to copy something that you're never going to do justice to because you're I not just, that person. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I mean, that's like they. I love the craft, the original, yeah. the right. yeah, 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 yeah. great yeah. film, great yeah. film, and the new one just kind of. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's here's one right up your alley, Black Christmas. Yeah, they did a remake of that. The remake They've done several. Is, They've done several. Yeah, remakes. yeah, yes. Yeah. Here's what's funny is the original. The original Black Christmas was directed by Bob Clark. Right. Chris Bob uh, Clark uh, yeah. yeah. also did A Christmas Story. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, that's right up your genre right it, now. It is. So yeah. I just I just saw Black Christmas, the original, uh, last year for the first time. And I have to oh, tell you guys, yes. I have to tell you guys, it shot to the top of my slasher list. For yes. sure. Yeah, it's a fantastic it is, film. It is fantastic. I agree 100%. Yeah. I actually saw the remake beforehand. Uh, okay. So I saw that first, not the new newest one, but right. the other one. I have I have a, an aversion of sort. I think subtext is important if you want to put it in a film. I don't think making it the focal point of the film is smart, and I because th- I think what it does is it um it divides audiences, and I right. think especially as an indie filmmaker, you know, taking away from your audience is just silly. You know, right. <laughs> I mean, like, why oh, would yeah. you do that? At the same time, I definitely want to be able to say some things in my art. But, like, you know, making it super in your face is not the way to go, you know? And no one wants right. to, I, don't, <clears throat> I just watched the new Doctor Who episode, right? I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, and okay. I thought 90% of it was amazing. And then at the end, they put some lines in there, and it was just so in your face. And I was like, okay, I'm going to ignore this only because I loved everything else I saw. Right. But there's no way I ever would have done that in a million years, you know? Right. And, I, <clears throat> and the thing is, the funny thing is, I agreed with most of it. Politically speaking, I agreed with what they were saying. I just don't need it to be the central point of the story. Right. And there's other parts of the, uh, you know, that really worked well. Most of it worked really well, you know? Yeah. But again, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, that's one of those things. It's kind of a small gripe, but if you bring that up, then you automatically get accused of being opposed to those ideas, (laughs) which isn't the case, which isn't the case, you know, that's the funny thing. Everyone can have their opinions, but in the, like in this world, we're all here for a reason. We're here to watch movies. You're here to make them. We're here to watch them. We're here to enjoy them. That's what we're here for. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So don't divide anybody else any further. Let's just enjoy a damn movie. That's one reason why I like the horror genre. Most of it is just, you know what you're getting. There's yeah. no bull crap. And go yeah, 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 yeah. But even, even some of the greats had something they wanted to say. It's just right. it wasn't super obvious. And sometimes it was even argued that they wanted to say some of the things that people think are so... You know, like if you go back to Romero's Night of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, you know, um, I think it says a lot. But if you asked him, like there are interviews with him where he said he didn't directly cast a specific person of a specific color to make a statement. Right. Now, right. I don't know that what, I, you know, I don't know. He definitely leaned left. You know, Romero leaned left. I lean left. Right. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But I don't know what his true intentions were. He definitely had a lot of commentary throughout all of his films, you know, like Dawn of the Dead was all about, you know, all this commercialization and like over rampant, like you have to buy, buy, buy everything, you know, Day of the Dead, Cold War kind of fucking, yeah, I mean, like all all these little things that he was saying for sure. Um, And they're vital to the story in a lot of ways also, you know, Mm -hmm. right. 
there wasn't like these big fucking red flashing signs that right, said, right, <laughs> right. like they live i was gonna oh. say I, I i will say that worked you know, oh, like, yeah, I, oh, absolutely. Carpenter's one of my favorite hard directors. I mean, like, there's so many. Oh, yeah. you know, but Carp oh, yeah. Carpenter's fantastic. Yeah, I think Man. he he's one of the few that can do that and make it work. I mean, like, right, it works so well. Yeah, yeah. Carpenter's oh, yeah. the man. I mean, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, who who is cooler than a guy who made some of the best horror films seventies, eighties, nineties? Then now is in his fucking late seventies, early eighties plays xbox all day smokes weed and then goes on tour with his son when he wants to right yeah, yeah. and not, mean, only, not only did he direct those and is still involved in well yeah. i mean he's still involved in the halloween series yeah you know and not only did he direct them but he also we won't, we won't blame him for that by the way go ahead sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. he also scored them yeah yeah and i mean he had his hands yeah. in everything yeah he as a musician i think that most people give him credit but he's still overlooked for the contribution he brought with that music for his films. Right. You know? And I think yeah. that he, his music is just so memorable. And I, a lot of his music would be like the template that I would love to use. I don't want to copy it necessarily, right. but it's the mood that he yeah. brings to a lot yeah. of his films. Yeah. That I think are just really awesome. If yeah. you took the music out of a film, it wouldn't yeah. be, I mean, especially a film. Well, we'll just say it. Uh, you know, a film like Halloween, Halloween would not be the movie it is without right. the score. Right. Yeah. The score is what builds so much tension in that movie. And at the atmosphere. You know? Yeah. And the atmosphere. Yeah. That's what, yeah. that's, uh, he was, and he was the king of that. Yes. He yeah. is the king yeah. of building atmosphere of that music. Like. And not just music. I mean, music scores, those are all very, very, very important, but sound design in general. Mm -hmm. And there's like psych, there's, there's ways that it affects us psychologically that a lot of, people just going and watching films don't even necessarily know you know right. and like that then that flips over to like the music and everything you know if i do a repeating pattern of bump, 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 and then on the next one i just go bump, bump, your brain automatically says something's not right here something's right. different something just yeah. changed and i was expecting that third beat you know that third bump mm -hmm. right. and knowing that if you don't know that you can't fucking utilize it but if you know right. it and you get more detailed with it and then you start playing with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you go back and rewatch the films that you love and you realize they've been doing these things to you this entire time. <laughs> and that's right. like a, oh, yeah. someone who's new that we talk about a lot that we think has saved horror, like James Wan. Yeah. Like, man, when he came out with The Conjuring. I, I so love James Wan. I, a lot of people were like unhappy with Malignant, but five minutes in, I, I knew what I was that. watching. I loved yeah, it. Absolutely. I loved it. And I get why people may not love it. But I thought it was a fun fucking ride, and it reminded oh, me of absolutely. it reminded me of like early mid '90s movies, where you know late night, maybe I was fourteen, fifteen. I'm fucking watching Cinemax, and it was just a fun ride. It doesn't take itself too serious. Man. Sure, there's things I could sit there and be like, "Well, this is ridiculous," but I mean, so right. is a lot. So is so is waking up in the morning so and being alive. Yeah, <laughs> so is ninety percent of the other shit we see in movies. You know, I mean, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know yeah. i mean you... james wan you know what uh, dead silence i mean yeah yeah yeah. a yeah. lot of people don't really care for that film but i, love I it. love i loved movie. it yeah i loved it too the yeah. atmosphere alone in that movie is just and you know he's just another one of those yeah. directors yeah we know? won't we, we don't necessarily need to bring up aquaman but uh yeah right uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
No, I, I, well, the I, woman I, might like it if we did that. But. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I really like James Wan. You know, um, talking about like the like taking yourself too serious. I used to get so worked up on continuity with lighting from one shot to the next, and then I went back and rewatched a, bu a bunch of Kubrick films, who I absolutely love. Oh, if yeah. you look at Clockwork Orange, and then you go and you can God, look up fantastic. on you can go and look on YouTube the lighting of Clockwork Orange. And he deliberately changed the lighting so the shadows would redirect your eye and sometimes would not just redirect your eye, but redirect your eye to someone's like, like he was, <laughs> there's one scene in particular where he redirects your eye to someone's penis. And it's, it's the whole idea is that that's the person that's in power in this moment. And like, right, it doesn't right. match from the previous shot. The lighting is completely fucking different, right. but he's doing it to tell his story and to show you this is the masculine figure here. This is the guy that's, he's the one in control of this situation, even if the body language may not show that. And it's just right. wild to think that like this motherfucker sat here and thought about this shit in so yeah. much detail yeah. that it didn't match, but it matched what he wanted to tell the story he wanted, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's awesome. I just, that's crazy. That's what's cool about yeah. the film industry, you know, it, you yeah. know, and it's cool that you can do that kind of stuff, you know, and it, it is wild. And people it, don't even know about it. Right. And it, it's yeah. it's even better when it's you can... subliminal. Right. It's even better when you can get it to work and no one notices it. You know, just like... I, I, I'm sure both of you have probably seen Clockwork Orange. But oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my first time, actually, funny enough, was probably like five, six years ago on the big screen, which was awesome. Like, yeah. it's also just a fucked up ride, you know? But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're on shrooms. Do a bunch of edibles before you watch it. <laughs> Or DMT. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can go. We, we won't get into the DMT discussion. We've already been on here for an hour and yeah. 15 minutes. But, uh, next time you're on the show, we'll talk okay. about DMT. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any personal experience on, on that. So, I, yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I, you're good. You're I could good, bring man. a little bit. I could bring a little bit of personal experience with the shrooms. The trails are fun. The laughter is amazing. So, <laughs> right, right, right. so uh, yeah, awesome. man, it's awesome conversation, dude. I love it, man. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah coming absolutely. on. Um, no, so I appreciate it. Tell uh, tell our people where they can find you. Right. So we have we're doing screenings. Uh, we have one in Philly on December seventh. We have another one in St. Louis, uh, December fifteenth. We have two more in new orleans the 20th 20th and 21st so we have a couple different cities we're doing screenings um you can find all the information for triple xmas at monsterkidfilms.com forward slash xxxmas and uh it'll be streaming at newvillagevideo.com on december 8th for rental awesome yeah nice awesome, yeah nice. so well and there and they're a good fit, I think, for what we have. And it'll also be streaming eventually on Amazon, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Tubi. Yeah. Awesome, man. Was well, awesome conversation, dude. Great, great. Yeah, absolutely, you on here. absolutely. We got to get you back on here, man. Yeah. Next time no, you thanks. You're, just, you're fun to talk to, you, we'll man. Get oh. Crazy. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate <laughs> yeah, cool. you guys having me on, and I'll come back on any time. We can just talk fucking horror films, man. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, a huge horror film, you know, horror, you know, horror fan. So yeah. Awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. We'd buddy. love to do that, man. Yeah, yeah. Reach All right, out. we'll stick around. We're gonna we're sure. gonna get out of here, and uh, we'll and talk to you on the other side. We'll talk to you on All the right. other side. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for being on here, man. Thank you. All, All right. right, man. That guy was awesome, man. Great times. Awesome great times. James Dean. Uh, we uh, 
make sure you check him out. Monster Kid Productions, monsterkidfilms.com. Uh, they're on Facebook. Uh, he's just about everywhere. Can't wait to see this film. Go see the uh, movies. I may, uh, may end up taking a trip to St. Louis on the 15th to Sup- go see those. Support our indie directors, and, guys. Uh, yeah, support these guys. They're out there busting their ass. And, and we need these guys because Hollywood ain't cut. That's right. That's right. And uh, we love you, horror fam. Thank you guys for listening. And um, more importantly, as always, until next time, keep it creepy. creepy.